You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison. Join with Reed Bacon. As you can tell, your boy lost his voice uh, in a fantastic victory over the Gamecocks. Um, and we're going to break down all of it, go over offense, go over defense, talk about Spencer Rattler and his stupid comments, uh, and what to look forward to in the bye week. But first, before we get into any of that, Reed. How are we doing, bud? Leroy! <laughs> Start the thing up, baby. Oh, gosh. Uh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's nice. It's it nice. nice to win, huh? It was, it was a nice win. I'm excited to dive into it, break it down. Uh, three things. To, well, it was great seeing you. It was great having you in. I enjoy our time together so much it's uh <laughs> you're knoxville i'm nashville i moved back from nashville <laughs> you moved through nashville just painful because if not like uh, i'm assuming we would see each other quite often whether it's awesome. for golf for golf or watching these games together or do actually just doing the pod together so we'd see each other so much so i i enjoy that uh, tremendously uh my three overviews i can't start anywhere else um I pause. This is not more important than Brew McCoy's, and I'm going to get there. But mm. I just want to start by saying thank you so much to all the people that came up to us. It is literally the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is the best thing, and I appreciate you all, each and every one of you. If it's just a yell, if you come up and talk to us for a minute, if you just dap us up, give us knuckles, it, it means the world. And I think it's great that – the first person we just gotten out of the car, start walking to the um, spire or volunteer club tailgate, and this lady jumps out and she goes, "You know, I listen to your all's pod." And we're like, "Oh, that's hey, awesome. listen!" My first reaction is, "Wow, we like we have women who listen to our podcast." Like, I literally was like, "There's it's probably just all dudes that listen to this." Yeah, no, and she jumps out and she's like, "Hey, you got It was like I think she said, "You guys do the pod," and we we're like, "Yeah," and she's like, oh, "I listen to you guys." Well, ended up being. Miss Castle. So yes. as I say, McChicken, which I had to explain to her was uh, it was not calling him a chicken. It was just a play on words with, you know, uh, McNuggets, you yeah. know, a McDouble. Mm. Uh, but Miss Castle was awesome to talk to. She was great. I love I love that she she's told you she's like, well, wow, you're a lot bigger. And I was like, you know, he played here. Right. And she's like, yeah, I knew. But I just wasn't expecting that. And then, of yeah, course, she was I, like, all I see is like your head on the thing. Yeah. And then, it, and then you, you were like, do I look bigger? And she's like, no. <laughs> I was trying to set her up. I was just messing. Like, I was like, do I look any bigger? And she's like, no. And then she goes, and you always sit really close to the camera. I was like, yeah, I know. I have, I, I you know, but it was, and then of course, I was like, hey, I hope I didn't say anything bad about your son, which, it's true. We do love. We do. We do love. Um, I, you keep saying one of <laughs> McChicken. <laughs> I, I know. I, we do love McChicken. We do love 
McCollin Castle. Yes. He is uh matter of fact, I have, I have a, a note in here. I, one of the last notes I just wrote down was I really wish he hadn't slipped on that QB or that tight end screen. Cause it was a great play call. And I would, yeah. I'd love to see him open field it. We'll get there, but mm-hmm. it was great to talk with her. Uh, she seems like such a sweetheart. Uh, you know what she kind of felt like we didn't talk to her too long, but she just felt like one of the moms of like one of our buddies that we would have like grown up with. And she just seems like she'd been like one of those, you know, cool moms and yeah. a, a football type mom that we grew mm-hmm. up around. But uh, so she was great. And then I wrote down, uh, Jack came back up to us, which was hilarious. He was who I saw at Vol Shop. He he came and said something to us. And then I have, I don't know if it was Cole Holcomb or Drew Holcomb. And I'm so sorry. We we try to ask names. Yeah. I didn't write them in my phone quick enough. Uh, but thank you for saying something. And then we had Tanner Ross who said something to us. He was in our in our in our um aisle where we were mm-hmm. sitting, so got to see him. Shout out to them. And then we had one more which was great as we were walking through G10. He goes, pancakes and bacon. We're like, what's up? He's like, love y'all show. And we're like, hey, thanks a lot. And he goes, man, I got to get a selfie. And we're like, let's do it. And I wish I'd, we asked his name. I asked his name. I forget it. So you know who you are. I apologize, but that was awesome. I, we yeah. love jumping in on the selfie. And then. Yeah. Uh, and hey, y'all, when we take pictures together, post it and tag us. Tag us on Twitter. Tag us on Instagram. We want, we want to see it. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And then. And then Nathan, man, Nathan, uh, Nathan Hughes, He's one of best. our good, I mean, been one of our most loyal followers. We might've, we might've been getting like 30 views or 30 listens and Nathan was probably five of them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a special guy. It was, it was, it was my mom, your mom, uh, our grandparents and Nathan. Like that was, that was it. Honestly, not even my mom. So it was Nathan cared, Nathan cared more for it than even my mom, but no, he's, uh, He's funny. He's a great dude. Um, I, I enjoy uh, talking with him and getting to know him. So shout out to him. It was great to, you know, meet his family and stuff. Uh, anyways, second, uh, I, 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 the booze for Kamal Haddon, super lame. Um, I know that I, I get why I – well, no, I don't get it because it just means – you don't really know what you're watching. He's had two primetime moments that have not been good, but if you've watched a lot of his other stuff like we have, mm-hmm. he's a good player. We all make mistakes. It just thinks that his mistakes were the blown yeah. tackle uh, against Florida, which it's not like he was the sole reason they scored. It just looked the worst. There was a lot of other people that missed tackles or missed their gaps. And then talking uh, to, Davos, or to Shane Beamer last year when we were getting beat, but the guys played a lot of good football for us. And just like I mentioned while you were gone, and I felt like people were booing Coach Heupel and the team, I don't – I just – I don't – I. if you're going to boo, I don't like it. But if you're going to do it, do it, I guess, through the whole team while they're out there or to the coaching staff if you don't like a decision they're making. But during an intro, when you know specifically who the young man is, like, that's lame to me. And, and if I was him, I'd have the same attitude like, F y'all, like I'm out here balling for my teammates. You know, and someone made a good point online. It was like, hey, if you're going to boo him during his introduction, you better not cheer when he makes a pick six. Yeah. You think If you think he's such a bad player and he shouldn't be out there, then what the hell are you cheering about? Yeah. You should be it, pissed it, off. It's just lame to see. It's lame to see because these guys are college kids. It's lame to see that because I guarantee you 100% of the people booing – we're nowhere near as good as the football player he is. 
they've never done what he's done for the University of Tennessee, meaning if he's had some bad plays, well, they haven't made the good plays that he's he's made. So I hate to see that. Mm. And then lastly, I've said it so many times, injuries are the worst part of football in any sport. What individuals go through on a 365-day basis to put yourself in position to play a 60-minute game mm-hmm. is uh, it's second to none. It is so, so difficult. It's grueling. It's hard. And uh, as much as we love football, we've always said, you know, everything else about it can, can really suck because you have to put in a lot of hours and a lot of hard work, and your payoff is those games and is your yeah. season. And so whether it had been Brew, someone else on our team, someone else on South Carolina's team, I would have it, it would have bothered me. I, I hate to see it, but for Brew to have gone what he's gone through to been nothing but exceptional, amazing. exactly nothing but amazing the entire time he's been here, whether it's on the field, off the field, in the locker room. All those guys speak so highly of him, and it was honestly heartbreaking. But and I looked at you and I said, man, I don't even hate this for our team aspect. Like I hate it for him personally as of. Uh, finishing his senior year, getting ready to go to the combine and do his pro day and what he was going to be able to hopefully achieve. And mm-hmm. he'll still have those things in front of him. It's just a setback. And uh, I just sat up there and I just said, a quick, you know, I'm a believer. So I said a quick prayer for him and his family uh, and his recovery. And it's just, uh, man, it was awful. It's awful. It's the worst part. Yeah, it really is the worst part about the sport. And, you know, Brew – I mean, I I I get I got sad like rewatching the game, like watching him catch a slant, watching him like recover the fumble when Jabari got hit, like just to, like, and we talked about it all year, like he's that leader in the wide receiver room. He he's the one who leads from the front, um, and he shows out when he's when he's out there on the field, and it doesn't mean oh he gets every catch and he has a bunch of yards and touchdowns. No, when he does, he runs people over. When he's in there and he's supposed to block for a run play, he runs people over. So it's like he leads by example, his presence, the fact that he's a transfer, like he hasn't been here the whole time. This was his chance to kind of show what he could do. He wasn't getting a fair shake. And, man, it it just it just sucks, dude. Like I absolutely hate it for him. Um, but, you know, it's still early in the year. Hopefully he has enough time to recover before pro day, combine, all that kind of stuff, um, and he can still put a good showing for for the next level because he he deserves to be there, you know. Yeah, and you were mentioning you've said multiple times you feel like he's the leader of the wide receiver room. I I, I think he's well. I feel very comfortable saying he's one of the leaders of the team. Yeah. Um, you know, with the entire team, I don't want to. Uh, it's almost like doing him a discredit by saying just the wide receiver room. Yeah, but, I mean, he's uh, a captain. So, and the, you know what's funny, Kyler is like, or not funny, but it just, uh, he got hurt doing what he does best fighting for extra yards, bullying people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that, that's, that's tough. But, um, yeah, Brew, Brew is, uh, he, he, he made an impact in a, in a quick two years. And so it's a yeah. massive, massive Huge. shout out. Massive shout out to him. He'll always have one of the biggest catches in University of Tennessee history. Um, 
And so he'll, he'll always be able to have that, which is great. So anyways, um, you know, like I said, praying for him and, uh, what's your overviews, anything that I've kind of mentioned all those, any overviews that you have? Uh, you know, that's, that's about it. I'm very, very happy we won this game. We talked about it before, how huge it was going into the bye week. Um, I'm very happy that I got to come into Knoxville and hang out with you, uh, for, well, like 10 hours. (laughs) Um, and again, just shout out all the people who walked up to us and said something like it really does make our day. Uh, and it really makes, makes it feel like, you know, wow, this is like people actually listen to us. Like it's kind of like, you know, surprising when someone comes up to us. So I I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention, and I forget, he he told me his name and I forgot it, but uh, I was walking down. I think it was right before half. I just hear Reed. And I'm like, what? And then I hear Reed and I turn around and the dude's right there. He's like, what's up, man? And he like puts his hands out to like knuckle. And I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, is this somebody I'm supposed to know? Because it's like if they don't say pancakes and bacon or I love the pod, then it doesn't yeah. register me. I'm like, I'm thinking like, oh, is this someone I used to go to Catholic with? Or is this someone? And then he's like, man, I love the pod. And like his energy was second to none. I was like, yes. Like, and I felt bad not standing there and talking with him. I actually had to make it to the little boys' room. Um, I might have been the only person out of the hundred thousand people in the stadium that when we walked in, you got two beers and I went and got a du- a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I immediately found the beer line. I was like, "Give me two tall boys with the highest ABV you got." Yeah, and Reed was like, "Where's the coffee at?" I just I just needed my afternoon, uh, my evening pick me up, which it was great. It was so relaxing sitting up there. By the way, we'll get into it. I This is the second time I've been up in HH, and I love those seats. I yeah. love them. It was um, beautiful, too. The sun was set behind the stadium. Oh, it was it was incredible. I've gotten so lucky because last year when I was there for Bama, beautiful night. Beautiful night, beautiful day, sunset. So it's very peaceful up there. And like I said, I mm. love getting to see everything. But, yeah, I'm just sitting there, and we're sitting there talking. we got about 20 minutes before game time, and you're enjoying your brew, and I'm enjoying my black coffee, and we're just uh, soaking it in, getting ready to go to battle. I love it. I know. I do, too. Uh, where do we? Where do you want to start? Do you want to go offense, defense? We can go deep offense. Oh, you got offense up there. Yeah, let's jump into uh, – let's jump into the offense. Um, okay. Overview. I, I, I've named the segment balanced offense. We had 328 yards rushing and 329 yards passing. Two, so we two, were, two. Two, 238, 239. You said that's what I meant. So we were as balanced as possible. Um, and I, I just, I really liked the performance. I, you know, the fact that Joe threw two picks and, you know, we had multiple punts and we still scored 41 points. It's like, that's, that's a legit offense to be able to keep up with that. Well, Kamal, um, Kamal had nine of the or seven. That's true. Yeah, Kamal, Kamal, Kamal put in a little bit of work for that too. Um, but and I, I mean, what else can you praise besides that offensive line? Like, if other guys weren't up to it, weren't performing well, that offensive line was road grading dudes. They were finishing their blocks. They were picking up on pass pro. I mean, I was, I was so impressed. I just, just rewatching, seeing the, seeing the communication, seeing the holes that were opening up. 
I mean, the trap and the pow the tackle trap and tackle power that we run are like amazing plays that the guys know like the back of their hand and they perform every single time. It is a great blocking scheme. John Campbell loves finishing dudes. I saw him flying across the screen multiple times. Cooper being back was such a huge addition and just getting guys lined up, getting guys set. You notice he's he's finding where the ball gets spotted first. That's what he's always looking for. Uh, so he helps with the tempo. He helps with understanding, all right, I'm picking up this linebacker, running back, you're getting this linebacker. I thought pass pro was great. I thought there was a lot of times Joe like had forever to throw the ball um, and, you know, just had to scramble around a little bit. But I, I'm very proud of the offensive line. Uh, and we'll get into the other side of the ball in that line of scrimmage, which was amazing. Um, but, yeah, just overview, I was just very impressed with the offensive line and the running backs. Like I said a couple weeks ago, with them finding holes, I mean, those guys are incredible. The patience they have in the backfield, whether it's bouncing it outside, whether it's just waiting for your puller, um, whether it's just squeezing through a little A-gap crack, like – it's incredible. Yeah, I, I that's why I love HH, man. I get to sit up there and uh, I look uh, I look a lot smarter than I am because I see these things open up. You know, last year I've told the story against Bama. I'm 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 putting my hand up saying six before Hendo's even let the ball loose, but I see these guys running free, and just like this this time, you know, I I, I see the blocks and the very first touchdown. I'm seeing that hole and I'm like hitting you. I'm like, well, we got a chance here. And he gets through the crack, makes one guy miss, and we we house call. So it's great to see those things open up. Uh I agree with you on the the offensive line played played well. I thought uh my favorite plays, no exaggeration. One of my favorite plays, and I told you this while we were there, was Joe when he got out of the pocket. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, one was like a six-yard gain, and I was just so happy. I said, "There it is. That's what you have to do: get out of the pocket, get your eyes downfield, and just get positive yardage." And then the next two, one was a free play later in the game. He got out of pocket. Another one, he got out of the pocket beautifully, kept his eyes downfield, and threw a nice ball to Jacob, and got called back. So two of them were penalties. But just seeing those just gave me so much. Yeah, and then he had one for a first-down scramble. Yeah, and it's just it gave me so much confidence, and I was just able to sit up there and just take a, a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, he's doing that tonight, great. There's um, some plays. We watched the. <laughs> you and I left. My mom picked us up. We went to McDonald's. We got some. We got some some late night food, and then we sat there and we wanted to watch a little bit of the game together. We were excited to see it on TV, and you about pooped your pants when the very first play they jet it right in the back in the front side guard pulls the other way. I just that it. little that little bit of magic. And so I have that here, you know, pull guard opposite direction. I love that. We I mean, we used to uh we used to do shit like that when I played. It was just like trying to confuse the hell out of people. Um, and just having so many options off what we're doing. Like I love the fastest guy on our team in Squirrel White coming on a sweep, like jet motion him over. Cause there's so many different things you can do off of it. And I, I can't wait to see empty backfield set with maybe a tight end up on the line and they motion over squirrel and Joe just does like the little play action reads the defensive end and just follows behind Jacob and a quarterback power. I can't wait. 
It's gonna, yeah. it's coming, and it's gonna be magical because it's gonna be right down towards the goal line. And it'll be a touchdown. I remember I told you I thought that's what was coming when we had the the shuttle pass that was incom- incomplete. But anyways, third and two, man. Third and two, we get back to pitch and catch. Third and two, we could have run it. And you said, you know what? We're going to go wide side of the field. Uh, inside guy, sorry for the hand motions again. Inside guy just runs off, runs a, a go. And all he's doing is clearing for the wide slant to come in, pitch and catch. Then I love the hitch and uh, that we ran later. If they're going to give Squirrel or the, the slot guy a lot of room, just pitch and catch a hitch. And then, yeah. as I already mentioned, the, the whole – the patient running by Jalen, the hold to literally squeeze through, get skinny. You know, they used to tell us that all the time. I used to hear get skinny when I was playing, you know, outside backer or when I was coming on a blitz, get skinny, baby, turn, get through there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was almost like Jalen was so patient, got skinny, got to the open field, made his one guy miss house call. So, yeah, I mean, and, and some of the stuff to set that up, like there was a little like wide receiver screen to squirrel. Ollie Lane was getting out there and making blocks for him. There was a pitch to Jalen Wright to the outside. Mincy does like a perfect job of just like oh, you, hooking you Bunny it. like right on the hip. Just enough to where Jalen can get outside, which I absolutely loved. And then that touchdown run, like when they showed it from the back and you see two double teams, both guys on each other, and you don't see anything between them, right? All black jerseys. There's no white from the away team coming through that. That That is a double team. There's no gaps. There's no spacing. We're right on top of each other. We're working up to the second level and they get there. So yeah, it was it was a thing of beauty. That's exactly what every O line coach pulls up on film. He's like, look at these flat backs. Look at this spacing. There, there's no, there's nothing getting through the two of you because that's all defensive line you're trying to do is split the double team. Yep. So incredible to, to continue going offense. Old Coop got swim move. It's okay. First game back, I thought he played a good game. He got swim move, but this is the one where Joe got out of the pocket. Early yeah. in the game, and I said, "Okay, I feel comfortable." Then you got a um, a great pocket, bad decision by Joe. I got to so to see the pick because I was, I think at this point I was going and either getting hot dogs and some food, or I was going to the bathroom. But I come back, I hear it, and I'm here like, "Oh!" And then I come back and ask you, and so I was excited to see it on TV. Yeah, bad throw, or excuse me, not necessarily bad throw. It was just a bad decision, and squirrel ran another hitch and was wide open wide, wide, open, wide open in the right side slot so it's yeah. like jody that's exactly what i wrote down too i was like squirrels wide open south carolina did a good job of disguising it making it look like cover two when the ball snapped but it is kind of like joe that's why you're there right like you're there to determine what the defense is doing and make the best decision for the team so i'm gonna hold you to that because, like, if you're not better at that than the guy behind you, then why are you there? Yeah. So, well, and, I'm, and I'm glad you said it like that because what I was going to say is Hypel can draw it up, but you can't decide where you're going before it's there. That that might be your number one option. That doesn't mean it's going to be there. So it's, hey, if you look that off, you got to come back and you got to hit squirrel. And, and that's the, not an attack. That's just the difference between quarterback play we're having right now compared to what we've had last year and mm. last year includes Joe in that orange ball. So, you know, those are in, in games against uh, a Georgia or an Alabama 
or even against Texas A&M, like you got, you got to take what's open. So um, let's see, continuing offense, Jabari run, uh, squirrel catch. Oh yeah. So this is, this is the offensive drive. And I looked at you and I said, Hey, this is one of the biggest drives probably of the year so far, you know, yeah, South Carolina. This is us South Carolina. down seven to 10. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, man, they answered, they answered perfectly, perfectly. You know, Jabari had some good runs squirrel with his catch and then you punch it in. And you know what? <laughs> uh, Joe might've thrown this one like it was a dang punt, but he didn't overthrow it and he didn't underthrow it. He threw it up there and gave uh, the smallest guy on the team a chance to go up and get it. <laughs> and squirrel, squirrel caught it. Squirrel, squirrel caught it with both hands and a leg. If you go back and watch, he like holds his leg up to like almost catch the ball against it. Um, but fantastic awareness by him. Uh, I swear, like, and you know, we don't like to talk like about the refs when we come on here because it's like, Listen, you got to make plays when they present themselves. Right. But you know what? Just let me know before the game that you're not going to call anything because it was just all, like I just kept seeing penalties on every play. Like I was just like, oh, there's a targeting on Jabari's fumble. Oh, there's a PI on on Squirrel's catch. Uh, oh, there's a holding on on uh, Spencer Rattler's touchdown. I'm like, what is like y'all aren't looking at anything? Like I'm noticing it, and it's it, it's insane. But um, that's half the reason you don't. That's half the reason you don't have your voice right now is because you were going, <laughs> yeah, because I'm yelling at them dumbasses. You were going bananas as if they were going to hear you from thousands, thousands, and thousands of feet away. <laughs> Listen, I got I got the steam off. Okay, that's yeah. all that matters. Shovel pass, nice job by Joe to, to play it off, get it, get it to Dylan, and then great block, blocking by Ollie, uh, Castle, and Cooper. I mean, yeah. it was uh, it, it was very, very nicely done. They sealed it. It was. I love that play. Absolutely love that. You play. do, you do love that play. I mean, it, it's it's such a cool setup. It's. It's uh, it's a great – it is a great play. Let me tell you this. It is a great play for an offensive lineman to confuse a defensive lineman. It is a great play where, hey, this is this is technically a pass, but I can set it up like I'm run blocking you or I can set it up like I'm pass blocking you or a jump set or any – like if there's those kinds of plays that I can kind of work around as an offensive lineman and almost confuse them – then it's 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 great. Like there were times on like backside, if I was backside and it was like a sweep away from me, that I would literally get in a pass set stance, like it was an obvious passing and and kick. And it would be like, I wonder if someone's cueing on me. Does that linebacker think this is a pass? I'm backing up. So I would just like try and fuck with them as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking Plays of like that, let you. Well, speaking of messing with people, it's it's the neck. It's a first and fifteen after a penalty. They bring they have Dylan in the back. They bring him in motion, and South Carolina gets at one of these. So they have a check. They 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 come here, and I don't know if that was film study on our part or if it just worked out perfectly. But they put three out there, empty box. South Carolina checks, and that that guy who checked it, both the, he was one of the linebackers, the middle linebacker, and he came, 
And so Joe looks out there, uh, a, a number or an inside safety or nickel corner or whatever is going out there to follow Dylan. And McCollin Castle comes right behind it. Another pitch and catch. There was no one in the no middle one. of the field because both those linebackers came. And that could have been a check, not because he went out, but because there's no back. And so they're saying, hey, no back. We're bringing pressure here, making mm-hmm. him throw it. And Joe did it perfectly. Uh, Castle caught it, got upfield. It was it was super nice. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Did they have another shovel pass here? Because I have the shovel pass nicely executed block, third and five. Oh, show blitz, drop seven in coverage. Nice ball by Dylan. Nice ball. Oh no! Oh, we got, oh, yeah. we got so, down so, towards so, the end zone. Like I thought, I thought there was a nice out route to squirrel. Like I yes. thought that was, yeah. yes. I thought that was good. And and honestly, like when I think about it, I'm like, dude, that could have been open all night. Like the way the inside guy was playing over the slot receiver, like you, kind of playing inside all night. It's like, give me more out routes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Kyler, it's either a deep safety that's over him, or it's or if they want to play either zone or two-man under, which two-man under would be like man coverage underneath two high safeties. But they literally are even having a deep safety at like 15 yards and you can do yeah. an out route. Or like you said, they're having the guy that's up on him but doing inside shade. So you're right. It could have been there all night. This was my notes of what happened that drive of why we had to settle for three. South Carolina showed blitz. They did a good job of dropping seven in, in coverage. Dylan had a nice block. And I thought I looked at you. I said, "Man, that was a pretty good ball by Joe, like up in the stands." It just he—that was the only place he could really put it. And that's a tough, tough catch by Ramel. I mean, yeah, I, it's not a fault. That's that's not a bad pass. That's not a a drop. I mean, technically it's a drop, but I'm not like, "Oh, you should have had that." It was kind of like, "Hey, let's give it a chance." It wasn't there. Didn't complete it. It's okay. Let's kick field goal and move I'm on. I'm totally fine with it. That's yeah. where Joe should have let the ball go. I trust Ramel to come down with that. That's who I would have gone to. Um, yeah. Even how the DBs were aligned, that's who I would have gone to. Like I said, he had inside coverage on it. Like he was he was bumped to the inside of Ramel. Like it opens up the corner for him. Yeah. Um, and it's just like maybe get a little bit more separation, uh, Ramel. Uh, maybe give him a little bit more of a head fake inside to kind of open you up. Uh, but, you know, I, I agreed with the decision. It, you know, it didn't execute, but that's fine. We're still up seven with the field goal. Yeah. I thought South Carolina's DBs played had pretty good coverage a lot of the night. Yeah. If you look at even the ones that we did complete, whether some of them were PIs or maybe not, but the Jacob touchdown, good coverage. The the one that they did pick off to Jacob, good coverage. That one to Ramel. The squirrel white one. I mean, ESPI, but the guy was there. I mean, I thought they had some bigger DBs that mm-hmm. were long and could move. And well, a couple of them were youngsters. So I thought they I thought they played pretty well, honestly. Yeah, and I mean they were they were I mean, they were on on the slants, like that first third down that we completed a brew, like they were all over him. There was a third down later in the game where we were trying to complete the castle. He was all over him. Like they I mean, they played well, good man coverage. That was the next one I have is the third and five. I would have they ran castle, he was the slot, they ran him in on a slant slash post. And then Ramel was on the outside. Ramel had his guy really playing off, so the hitch would have been there. The only thing is it is a very, very long throw from left side, left hash, all the way to the right side mm-hmm. boundary. I trust Joe to get it there if it's on time. But uh, I would have liked – and I don't know how they were teaching Castle because I don't know if it was a slant or more of a post, but he kind of went up and didn't get a very 
a, a big stick outside and back in because he is yeah. a bigger guy. So he, if you get that stick outside and come and just make it, if you're watching, make it a little bit flatter. And I'm not saying like this flat to where it's an in or a dig. I'm saying more like this than this because then that gives more more back and more body uh, for Joe to hit him. But it, it's okay. It was good coverage. I don't think it was anything bad really by anybody. It's just a good play by them. But yeah, I just, I mean, I was, Joe probably could have led him a little bit more, but. I mean, in a perfect throw, he could have let him. But, you know, right. I mean, still hit him in the hands, still right there. And that's, um, I, and that's just me being like, hey, how's Halsey, how's Heupel, how's Cody Burns telling them to run that route? You know, was it a slant or was it more of a, a real, real, um, you know, skinny post type deal? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Offense after half, a uh, nice pocket. Joe doesn't see anything he likes. Get out perfectly. So just run. That was that. That was our first down. I was talking about. Then this drive, we just started road grading them. I'm talking yeah. about road grading. Like it was just hole after hole after hole. We were dumping, dumping bodies over top of the running back. Like, hi. I mean, tabletop pancakes are some of my favorite. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just rolling as we just went down there. Uh, then we had the play towards the end zone of the motion squirrel attempted shovel pass, which I like the play call. I like the way it looks. Two things happen. Defensive end doesn't fall for the squirrel, uh, motion and, and sweep and coop kind of misses on his back block. And it just kind of tightens right around Dylan to where we can't really get it off. But it's great because it's an incomplete pass, right? It's not a fumble. It's easy. Just throw it at his feet, and we're fine. We're right. to play the next down. No, completely agree. That touchdown, that was a that was one of the best throws I've seen. That was a high high level throw. One of the best throws I've seen Joe make. One of the better throws I've probably seen a quarterback make in a while, and I love what they did with Jacob. It's, you know, it's uh, I think it was third down, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have it written down, but they have him back. So. They have him back at H back, and uh, so he's kind of uh, maybe not full H back. Maybe he was just offset behind the tackle a little bit, but they he have, was. but they have him up and out. And the throw, I mean, when he starts on his up. And that throw, you know, in practice when they've done that, they've just said, hey, the DB is going to be giving you his back. Jacob's nine feet tall. Just, <laughs> yeah. just throw throw it up to his hands and to that spot. And it was a thing of beauty. I mean, it it looked easy, but that is not an easy yeah. – I mean, you got to worry about kind of turning uh, almost like a back shoulder. He's got to worry about the end zone. The guy is right in his face. So it was – it was it was almost like when we had that I was like like I didn't even celebrate I was like kind of like caught off I was like dang like that was kind of that was kind of nice like that was yeah which is why I was surprised he threw the pick later like I was like that's a, I mean throw the same kind of ball to Jacob on that little seam he's got like just get it high high as you can maybe back shoulder let Jacob turn around for it um, but yeah I mean that touchdown throw was was great I I love the fact that he went to Jacob too yeah I do too. It's a nice mismatch. And then Jacob just being the uh, caliber of individual he is, hits you with the one five heart, like to, to, to have that mentality in the heat of the moment. I mean, he could have easily celebrated for himself, but he's immediately thinking of his guy, immediately think of his teammates. So you love to see that. Yeah. Um, continuing on offense, third and, 
third and nine. Uh, great job by Ollie and Joe. Um, Chaz just has to catch that. I mean, you know, it, and he's still a younger guy. And, and hey, they just, hey, we're throwing you in. Got to be ready, man. Got to be ready. That's the thing. That's the thing when you get to that level. It's not like they're going to throw you in. You can hide because you never know when it's coming your way. And he ran a good route. He was he was open. He stemmed the guy well and then hits it right in your face. It's like, hey, when you're in, like you've practiced well enough to get in. So when you get in, you have to be ready. You can't go in thinking, well, I'll just do a bunch of my runoffs because we're running it behind me or go stock block. Like, no, it's a third third down and Joe's ripping one to you. You got to make that catch. Yeah. It's good well, learning. Listen, uh, uh, Chaz, it's, it's not that bad. My, my my first play where I had to sub in for somebody, I jumped off sides. So it could be worse. And got pulled. <laughs> um, okay. And literally ruined a drive, but whatever. Yeah. Against yeah. uh, Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, what against a, Florida. What a loser. Okay, now we're back. <laughs> now we're back to the play that you were just talking about with Jacob. The other one, I was up there and I was watching it, and I and I got in a habit where I wasn't watching the play. I started watching our receivers because mm-hmm. uh, I was watching up top, and I see the guy over squirrels probably eight nine yards, maybe ten yards, and he's got a little bit of inside shade. And I looked, yes, said slot shot's going to be there with squirrel, and, and and it was. And the thing about it is, besides squirrel having the speed, it was the wide side of the field, and I yeah. would have loved for him to go there. He looked that way, but it was a total just I'm not looking to look. I'm looking to to look off. And then he comes back, and I don't mind the decision to Jacob, no. but throw a little bit more so Jacob can either run under it and, and hold Buddy off on his back, throw it a little bit higher so Jacob can try to go up and highball it, or do a back shoulder. He basically played a little bit of uh, 500 or jackpot and just kind of like – he, he tried to – he tried to uh, place it instead of just like let it let it flow. Let yeah. It so yeah, I agree, and I feel like it's even more of a let it flow kind of thing when you're working with a six six, two sixty buddy. It's just like hey, give him a shot. Like having it be a low trajectory and a little bit behind is is like the like he Worst. he doesn't have a shot right, right. at right. all. But it's like you got this big dude. Throw it up. Get get some get some air underneath it. Right. You know, have it right. come down on him. Uh, this isn't necessarily offensively. It's special teams. Uh, I hated that for D. Williams because what an individual effort. Yeah. And that would have everyone wants him to get one. That would have blown the well. It did blow the the doors and the ceiling off the stadium. And I went back and watched it. I was happy that they replayed to show the block and. People could say that maybe didn't affect it. That guy could have had a chance to get in the mix. I mean, it was yeah. it wasn't a blatant, oh, that guy it wouldn't have affected it. It was early enough on, the guy was still deep enough. And it was just uh, you know, you just can't do it. It was just a it was just a dumb play, but it was still a very nice individual effort. And then lastly, Kyler, I'm gonna let you take whatever you want to finish on offensively. Um, I, I already talked about it. I love the tight end screen. I love that call. And I love going to Castle and letting him open field it. I I, I want to see is he going to take off like he did in yeah. the Austin P game, make some guys miss, and you could see one of the offensive linemen going, "Oh no!" Because we had the numbers; it was designed well, and I think perfect. 
and they felt what we felt like that that could have been that could have been six. So yeah, it could be huge. I mean, I almost like felt bad for Castle. Like it's like, damn it, dude! Like you had it, you were that close. Um, I think uh, later on there was a third down, or it was second down, but Chase did a great job at running his little slant route, getting separation on a corner, and caught a first down. So yeah. Chaz. Chaz. So he like redeemed himself later. Um, so like kind of wanted to shout him out for that. And oh, the 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 play where we brought Jacob in motion and then he just continued into the flat, it looked like they literally set it up because the offensive line blocked it that way, like it was going to be a power. Because they do the same thing with Jacob where they motion him across the formation and have him stop right behind the tackle. And then right when he stops, we run it the other way, and he's right. the lead blocker. So it was like almost that exact setup, but then it's like, nope, I'm going into the flat. And he was wide open, and, and Joe hit him. Um, but it, it was just little stuff like that I absolutely loved. And, you know, then we just finish. We finish the game with just man pound the rock football to score our last touchdown. And it's exactly what I want. We are one of the best rushing teams in the entire country this year. And it needs to continue that way. And it pisses me off even more that we lost to Florida. <laughs> but I love our rushing attack. I love the three-headed monster. I love the way the songs of line blocks. I cannot say that enough. Agreed. I I was very happy with how the offense played, even with some some mistakes, a little bit of sloppiness here and there. But it does give me confident moving forward. I want to see them build off that performance against AM, especially yeah. coming off of a bye. Now, sometimes coming off a bye, you can be a little rusty at the beginning. Um, you know, but the bye's coming in a great time. We'll get we'll get to that to get some guys healthy. But let's let's jump into defense. Uh, Kyler, I have to start this. Give me, give me. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you your minute. <laughs> the, the performance by this defense. Now Spencer Rattler, I don't like him. He is a good, good. Hey, listen, they did really well in the Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm glad we are two and zero over the last two years. You know, we had the uh, Alabama Super Bowl last year and the South Carolina Super Bowl this year, so we just, we just win Super Bowls here. I agree. I agree. He he's a good quarterback. He has played at very very high levels. Then there's other times he hasn't. But and I don't want to I, I don't want to take anything necessarily away from the defense of how well they played. Mm-hmm. We we still understand that South Carolina's offensive line is not the best that we're going to see this year. Yeah. But when you're going up against an in, a, a team that is inferior, you dominate, and that's what they did. Yeah. And there were so many times where that offensive coaching staff for South Carolina, where I was so impressed with them last year, this year, it, it was almost uh, it was almost like a disrespect to their players because they didn't trust their players at all. I mean, it's third and ten, and they're running shallow routes, thinking that they're going to get Xavier Leggett to break one free form again, like he did against Mississippi State. And they're doing all the all the quick passes. I mean, they knew that they had to get rid of it. And whether that's disrespectful to their offensive line or a massive kudos to our D line, it was mm-hmm. still it was awesome to see. But the effort, the swarming, the physicality, 
the excitement for one another. It was awesome. And that is what you're going to have to keep on, you know, keep that up the rest of the year. I'm going to go back and watch because I, you know how much I love uh, the Butler, Michael Butler. Is his name? It was Michael, right? Two years ago. Huh? It was Malcolm Butler. That's, is it, wait, wait, wait. Is Malcolm Butler the ex-Titans player? Now I'm getting confused. You have your phone there? Yeah. Yeah, pull it up. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Hypel's uh, first year. Um. Anyways, he – I loved how he played, and I was so impressed with him. But Omar Norman Lodge might be taking the cake on how impressed I am with the defensive lineman. Matthew Butler. That's it. I knew Michael didn't sound right, and I knew Malcolm <laughs> Matthew Butler, I'm sorry. That that is no disrespect. I I loved how that guy played. I enjoyed watching him. It was every week he surprised me, but Norman Lott is every possession. He's almost surprising. And not to be, not to overshadow others, Bryson Eason played an awesome, awesome game. I mean, and he set set the tone to start it. So you you saw Dominic Bailey playing a couple really, really nice snaps. And so we know that bit what you're going to get from Big O. We know what you're going to get from Tyler Barron. You know what you're going to get from Roman Harrison. So, so have a Bryson Easton, to have a Dominic Bailey, to have a newcomer like Omar Norman Lott to do what he's doing, to have Elijah back. Uh, to, like Elijah's been gone all year and he's come back. And, and I, I, I know he had the, the uh, face mask, but I was so impressed with, with Elijah when he was in there. He yeah. had some nice some nice push. He even had one where he won with a swim move and quickness, which he just ate Buddy up. So the entire D-line and and yeah. not to forget. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I'm happy if Elijah takes up space. Like, I am happy if he can just push two guys together and hold them together and our linebackers come free. Like, Elijah and the way he plays and the just size that he is. It's like, that's what I need you to do, buddy. Like, you don't have to be the most athletic guy out there. You don't have to be the fastest. But, hey, can you cause a pile? Can you just make it be the immovable object? Then do that. Right. And and and, and he does that. He's done that plus pushing and resetting line scrimmage. And, like I said, beating guys with quickness. And uh, before, before I get into James Pierce, like I said, Omar Norman Lott, with we we talked about him in the stands and I was like giving you a hard time. I was like, you didn't think he's gonna be that good. And I said I, I loved him, which to give you credit, you you liked uh Gabe Judy Alley probably more than I did. But Omar Norman Lott has been freaking awesome. Not incredible. only did he, not uh, yeah incredible incredible not only does he win with quickness but he has he's super powerful he'll reset a line of scrimmage his motor is second to none you called it I didn't Rewatch the play. On he film. knocked himself out. Did you rewatch it on on? Did you see it on? Because I didn't see it. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. We, we we saw him just absolutely bull in a china shop. Goes and knocks himself out because of how hard he's playing. And you called it when it happened. Then he stood up and we saw it on the jumbo trying like, yeah, buddy's out. So <laughs> so I I mean he's and one of my he's one been of here the, like, one of the first drives. I even wrote it down in the notes. They they um, it might have been. Uh, it might have been the one where they did the fake punt afterwards. I think it was. But Spencer Rattler gets outside of the pocket, and it's like, oh, he might make the first down. Yeah, Omar he, takes the perfect angle to I mean, be yeah, able we, to, like, 
get in front of him and cut him off. And then, and then, you know, John, I think it was Joseph comes and, and completes the sack, but it's like, Omar got that sack. Well, yeah. Cause I told you that in the stands, I said, did you just see yeah. Omar and, and Beasley, Aaron Beasley did a good job of coming over top. So it was just great pursuit. Okay. This is the last thing for overview. And then I'm gonna start getting into plays in four games. In four games, James Pierce has gone from, wow, nice surprise, nice to have you this year, to, okay, he's uh, he's he's good. He's one of the better players on defense. To now he is showing potential to be one of the best edge players in all of college football and in two or three years having his name called in the first round of, of the NFL draft. Yeah. It is – his speed and quickness is a joke, but he uses his length well. I told you in a couple other games, he does a really good job of even against the run, which is – that's a thing that's like, hey, you can still make a lot of money, make a lot of plays, and be a really good football player if you're just a go-get-the-quarterback. They yeah. pay those guys really well. Yeah. And he's a taller, leaner guy, and when people can see that he can also help stop the run and he's not a liability – it's it's scary. Sky's the limit. I mean, as we like to say, dude's a massive problem. Yeah, seriously. I, I, he led the country in quarterback pressures this week. I mean, he was constantly in the backfield. He's the reason Spencer threw the pick to Kamal. Yeah. He's, you know, multiple reasons he had bad throws. It just just in his face. And you know, we talked about like. Who was going to step up? You know, I, I thought it was going to be Jonathan Josephs, like as 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 Joshua being Joshua. the guy, Joshua yeah. Josephs as being the guy, but James is just come out of nowhere. Like he's just like, not nah, it's me, dog. Like I got this. Four um, games. Four games. He's shown it. Four games. It's and and, and it, he he is at the point now, and he's a sophomore that when Texas A&M turns on the film after this coming week, they got to go. This is number 27, and he's coming for your ass. Like, you better be prepared because yeah. he's got speed off the edge. He can put his hands on you. He's got a great rip and rip and dip. So watch out for him. Yeah, he and he's not just a off the edge. I mean, he'll he'll stunt and come inside on games. And I'm I'm telling you, four games. And we saw it week one, but I'm like, yeah, it's Virginia. Like, let's keep, you know, and now it's SEC play, and he was probably the best player on the field. So anyways, getting into some plays, which that was overview. You're going to hear a lot of those same things, but to get over, yeah. get over the plays, like I said, defense, Bryson, first play of the game, man, as a defensive player, that's what, that's what we want, man. First play of the game, say, can run it. Yeah. Or like if you're at safety, throw one across the middle, let me rock somebody or, or whatever the case. And he gets in there and he gets it. And you know, you were hyped up because I, I have I have can honestly admit this that before I've even legitimately finished the play, I am thinking about jumping up and getting the crowd like fired up. And so it's like he makes that and then he's ready to get up and he like kind of trips and someone's still on him. And he just gets up and it's like, hey, I'm here all night, run at me, you know, telling his guys like follow me, like let's go. And yeah. you love that. You love to see that because that shit is what gets me hyped. If I'm back there at safety or linebacker, I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, let's eat, boy. Like all night. Yeah. All night. And it's like a it's a confidence boost too for you back yeah. there to go, I ain't even got to worry about the run. Like, yeah. I got this shit back here. You take care of it. Yeah. You know, they I might need to send the University of Tennessee my region's bank information. 
because they might just need to start depositing me like a third, not a third. <laughs> like, uh, I was uh, wondering they, when we're going to uh, say these coaches have been watching the podcast. They they need to cut me just, a, a, you know, a fourth or half of what they sent Tim Banks. It was literally the second play in Elijah's a spy. And I said, thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. Now, Elijah got a little antsy and is he shot his gun well. I mean, when he took off, he went pretty quick. He just did not have a good aiming point, which you mentioned, and Spencer Rattler got out. But I was still just happy to see that. I was like, ah, nice. Nice to see that. Yeah. Um, I've already talked about James. Gabe. Gabe had a I'm great clutch, man. I mean, Gabe came in super clutch. I mean, he gets off block. And, and helps make the tackle. And then it's third down. It's third down. They say, you know what? Like, we don't trust your DBs. We saw what Xavier Leggett did to Mississippi State. We're going to run another shallow on third and five. And as someone who has tried to do this, whether when I was a corner or safety or even linebacker, and you're on this side and you're a man, and at the beginning they are running a quick shallow with all that traffic because they want you to pick, and either you have to go under or over, and he goes over. And, and he still gets there. And he still gets there. And when he catches it, the game makes an awesome tackle, awesome tackle. And it's like, and it, we were like, hey, man, if we're playing like this early, like this, this is not good for South Carolina. No, we are swarming them, buddy. Swarming. Uh, then continue on defense. I love Kamal. Kamal's getting blocked, and he still gets a shoulder in there and rocks, buddy. It's like, hey, those little things add up. You know, I'm getting blocked. It's an incomplete pass, or maybe he, he might have honestly helped dislodge it. But he gets that shoulder in there and gets hyped. I'm like, let's go. Like, let's yeah. keep going. Show me something. Uh, it, this is the fake toss screen that they ran. I I actually like the play. Like, yeah. the way they set it up with fake toss and then screen back to the other side. Um, I thought it was a great setup. Uh, and Beasley got a little, ju little juke there, which was kind of like funny to watch when you go back and look at it. It was, um, it was it, hey, but great job by Tank. Uh, yeah. Veteran move, just by time, by time. And it was good hustle by Elijah to get down there and save it. You yeah. always yeah. make the tackle. You want to, if you got a blade of grass to defend, you're, you're still, you're still in the game. Don't. And, and that play, and then like a couple plays later with the double pass and trying to set it to Leggett. Like I told you this when we were there. When I see that out of an offense early, Right, first quarter, they start doing double passes and they start doing these trick pitch throwback kind of stuff. All I'm thinking is they can't run a regular offense, they cannot run their regular offense and get what they need to get done and score points. They have to do these gimmicks because that's all they have. If you're using it in the first quarter, like buddy, hold on to that, use it when you need it. They, they, they didn't trust right like you just said like they really did not trust their offense to be able to do it on their own and um you know all i thought about before this game i talked about Leggett. i talked about how good he was you watched him versus mississippi state i watched him versus georgia and i'm like this guy is talented and then they run that double pass and i see him like nobody's open he tries to run he gets you know 10 yards all i thought about was i was like we tried to do that with CP when I played, and CP ran it for 40 yards in reverse field twice. I was like, this guy's good, but he's no Cordero Patterson with the ball in his hands. I'll tell you, you also, that much. You also mentioned up there that that's what Florida tried to do to, you, do to us in 2016. Was it 2016 that you said? 
Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. They they uh, they did a double pass uh, into the end zone. They scored, and they had like a they had like a double reverse earlier that got good game. And I was like, dude, y'all got to do all this stuff, and that's the only way that your offense is moving down the field. And then it literally stopped. Like they stopped scoring, and we just kept going and kept going and kept going because they were like. If I remember correctly, it was like 21 to three or something like that at one point in that game early. And they ended up with 31 points total. Yeah. Like it was like they just, it just stopped because yeah, that, they that, didn't have that, any more gimmicks. That year, Florida and Georgia jumped out on us and we came back. And, you know, so, but anyways, it was hilarious. We were up there, we saw it immediately. We were like, double pass, like as if anyone can hear us. And, yeah. and, uh, and they played it well, though. The DB stayed at home, played it super well. And then James yeah. shot out of a rocket. I just, he went inside and under Spencer Rattler instead of staying outside. Mm. And, you know, when you're that freakish of an athlete, you think you're going to make the play. And usually, uh, coaches will say, hey, if you think you can make it, go inside. He didn't make it. So learning lesson, you know, yeah. to have a better aiming point, maybe go outside of Rattler, turn it back in. But still. Yeah, and maybe like, hey, if that was a quarterback, you're probably making that tackle. If it's a wide receiver, then, you know, well, and he, maybe and having, stay upfield. And having to dip inside just a fraction to get around Spencer, Spencer does make a difference. Yeah. Um, but it was a great job holding to a field goal. And then um, let's see here. Yeah, that, great job. That, that South Carolina, I'd like they were holding like crazy. Like uh, I, the Spencer Rattler touchdown I mentioned earlier, James Pierce absolutely worked, buddy, on a swim move. And he just, I mean, hugged him. Like yeah. that was all he could do. And he got away with it. And I'm like, these guys are literally holding on for dear life. Like they have no shot versus either of them and they're just they're barely surviving back there it would be it would be exactly like if i was coming off the edge against you i mean you would <laughs> you'd be in a blender bro of course you'd be like hey can i get a chip can i get a back anything yeah yeah uh-huh i put this i put these 11 inch hands in your chest and we'll see yeah i eat those things up <laughs> all right so uh continue defense elijah with a nice push um and let's see. I'm sorry now. I oh okay. So I was talking about Elijah with his with his nice nice quickness forces Rattler out. Nice by Aaron Beasley and others pressing Roman also close gap. So that was a really really nice play. Yeah. Uh, second and goal. This was this was the pick play. I yelled it out to you. I felt like a little genius up there because you're like we would like try to guess stuff and you said one thing one way and I said no I think they're gonna go pick play and they did the pick play and Aaron Beasley recognized it so quickly it was it it was so (laughs) it was so funny because I understand what South Carolina was trying to do all night and it had to be so frustrating because all the little tricks of the trade they try to do and like we just stopped it like it was no problem even even on the fourth down or I'm sorry even on one of those third downs, or maybe one of the first fourth downs they went where Wesley Walker came up and made the tackle. I said, I love the play call, a little play action, try to get Leggett. But anyway. Here's, me- here's what I think is going on on those play calls because Gabe Judy Lally went over the top. Aaron Beasley went over the top. Wesley Walker was playing off. So Leggett was coming off of a motion into the flat. They're bad throws. 
they're setting up. He's not setting up his guys for success. He's not leading them towards the first down. I he's, thought he's throwing it towards the down line, right? And Leggett has to like almost stop the catch and then try and go upfield. Wesley's all over him. You know, uh, Knox, he's catching it at the line of scrimmage and then has to try to. So it just like gives time for the guys to catch up. Like that shit's important. Agreed. And just missing on it. Agreed. I thought, I don't care what the pass would have been like. Aaron Beasley read that so well and it was a short side of the field. So I don't think that one would have mattered, but it was awesome by Aaron Beasley. Now the one to Leggett on the fourth down, James Pierce got a great, great rush. So he, uh, Rattler did have to step up and try to make it. But I agree with you. That's the one where you got to get it here so the guy can, you know, your guy can turn up. Um, and then uh, the, the one they touched down or had a touchdown on, I thought it was a good play by Rattler. I mean, I know there was some holding and some different stuff, but I thought it was a pretty good play by him. The, the first thing I noticed was both defensive ends. Roman was coming off one edge and yeah. just did a chop rip and absolutely crushed that tackle. And then James Spears just did a swim move right inside, and I was like, uh, if Spencer didn't take off, he would have been killed. Yeah, and and you know what? The the as we continue on the rest of the year, if there's not someone that is halfway mobile, watch out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Max Johnson isn't able to step up and get out of the pocket and stuff, I mean, look out. I know their offensive line is going to be a lot better, but still, I mean, there's still going to be plays where oh, our yeah. defense our defensive line should they they are good enough to still make some some uh, Im- impact, even if it's not as much. Okay, so then continuing, Omar, shocker, I have he's a stud again. I mean, it was just all night. Kamal did a really nice job coming up and making an open field tackle. I would have liked to have seen him wrap up, but you know what? He made the tackle. So it's like if I'm in the film, I said, hey, Kamal, great tackle, great getting your shoulder, flipping the guy basically. I said, but build good habits. Let's, let's bring arms. Let's bring hands mm-hmm. so that when we're playing – you know, Alabama and Tuscaloosa and it's third and three and they throw another one out there. Like, let's let's bring arms. It's just building good habits. Exactly. Uh, okay, Kyler. I was pissed uh when we were in there. I, I was I was pissed at the at the fake pond. I was now one of the reasons I was mad is my fault. I was sending a text and I look up and I see that they faked it. I was like, yo, how do we give up a fake punt to Beamer and these guys? Like they've already tried to double pass. We knew they were gonna do stuff, but we knew they were gonna try. When I went back and watched, I said, ah, oh, I get it. It was a nice – it was very nicely set up by them. Yeah, they ran a pick. And I understand why I'm doing DBs in quotes because really he's a, a gunner protector or a gunner guy, whatever. I know gunners on offense, whatever you want to call it on defense. And I have been in those positions, and that is one of the more difficult things to do in football. That's why usually you see two dudes out there trying to guard one gunner because it is so difficult – and so when I rewatched it and there's a pick, he's like, he's not trying to close in like he's guarding a receiver. He's like, you know what? I still have this alley. Like, Leggett's out there. I just need to get to a spot here mm. down the field to make a block. So I, it makes sense why it was, hey, it was a good play by them. It was executed well. But I, there's not really a fault. And I, I forget. Did, did you see who it was? It, it was 28. Uh, uh, I did. I can't remember who it was that really I got picked, but and it's it's also like that is something Gunner like will do on a punt as they will they will swap with yeah, each other, right? Right. Like it's like oh, it's a punt. Like no, no. Like in their eyes, they're like oh, they're trying to pick us off for a punt. Right. They're not like oh, they're trying to pick us off for a catch. Exactly. 
exactly. And that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't fault it. I mean, it was, yeah, he, I, that's just not something you're thinking in, in that there was nothing that could have told him, Hey, this is, this is a fake. So yeah. it looked like the rest of the guys were still somewhat trying to play like a safe zone on the guys on the inside were, but um, let's see, continuing on defense. Third this one, that, right. You know, we Third. got to that fourth down I was talking about. The yeah. play before that, uh, yeah. Eason absolutely blew the center up. Eight up, bro. Eight up. It was it was a it was Bryson Eason unbelievable push. Tyler Barron great push. Aaron Beasley perfect read step scrape and gassed it up to get in there beautiful hit and tackle. The best, the but, best part about Bryson Eason his push is like he just stonewalls that center, pushes him back two yards. The center has to just like torque and try and put uh, Eason on the ground and. <laughs> Eason literally not try doesn't try to start a fight, doesn't try to like do anything else, just like tries to get up and hold his hand up, like fourth down, fourth down, like fuck you. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm on the ground back here and I didn't make a tackle. It's fourth down. There was multiple times in this game, James Pierce, Bryson Eason, Tyler Barron, maybe a couple other guys that were they literally made the player made the tackle by just resetting the line of scrimmage and driving their guy back like multiple yards. Oh, there was wow. one, if we were still doing like, if you were still putting in all the plays and editing and stuff for these different things, there was one I would have taken a picture of every single defensive lineman of ours had one of their offensive linemen walked a legitimate five yards back. Every single player, you rarely see that where the entire D line sets the line of scrimmage by five yards. It was First down, if you're watching, it was first down line, um, black line that shows the line of scrimmage, and then here was everyone. It was it, <laughs> so fourth and two, the entire line was, oh, this is it, the fourth and two, the entire, this is it. Okay, funny. Yeah. Fourth and two, the entire line was reset by five yards. They brought Leggett in motion. We've already talked about it. Great job by Wesley. This was another one, too, where they brought him, and you saw that our DBs, everyone knew what was going on. Our DBs pass it off. Wesley's like, hey, I got it. I see it. We didn't run in motion. He eats mm. it up. It was a great pass off. Uh, and, yeah, and, and the pressure, which led to that throw. So, it was outstanding. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I have uh, a here, Kyle, that was the third and ten later on. They tried to run a screen. Um, and it was JP, uh, James Pierce, threw the just tap. Absolutely wrecks, buddy. I mean – I'm not I'm not saying he's like this person, but it was very reminiscent of Reggie White just humping, throwing the hump and throwing buddy. And then it was really nice by Wesley. I mean, I've I've, ne I've never been embarrassed like that in my life. Like I could not imagine what that guy was going through. He's already getting cooked all night, holding his ass off. And then all of a sudden James hits him with the hump move and just throws him. him. Just throws him. I mean, he threw another human being and then Wesley Wesley Walker played a really nice game all night. It felt like he was the one making all the big tackles, and so he recognized it well, which uh, we had a freshman that we'll talk about here in a second that had a really nice recognition. Uh, defense, this is after Bruce injury. So it was like, hey, guys, we you and I have actually been in two games, unfortunately. One was a state championship game where the injury, the exact mm -hmm. Brew injury happened to one of our – one of your classmates, a great kid. Yeah. And and then we had another one, which was just absolutely horrendous. It is so difficult to reset and go back in a game on something like that. And so I which, just thought, which in the offense and that drive just kind of stalled. I was kind of like, I get it. Like we took a, you know, 10 minute break here to help out your buddy who just 
you know, there's a lot of emotions going on. Lots. So I was like, totally understand. You're, you're, you are feeling really, really bad for him. And you're like, you're, so you're feeling bad for him. You're kind of like almost in disbelief. Did that just happen? Then maybe you're feeling bad because you feel like there was something that you could have done differently. And then it's like, I'll just admit there's times where like, wow, what if that happens to me in these upcoming plays? And you have to get rid of that one really quick because if you play scared to get hurt, you're probably going to get hurt because you're just, you're not playing fast. So you got to get rid of that one quick. Yeah. And then, and then you just, you know, when you go play, when you go play football, you go to a different mindset. Like you have to go to a different mindset and that flip has to switch to where you physically want to, you know, impose yourself and harm others. And mm -hmm. so it goes from like, you, you play this mental game of like, yo, I'm about to go be a warrior. I'm about to go knock somebody out. And then it's like all those emotions are gone. And then you have to like find a way in the middle of the game to ramp those back up. So yeah, it's, it's not fun. It's, it's not no. fun. Um, Amari JP push shack. And that's uh, Amari Thomas, you know, had the nice push shack and JP pressed him up into the, into the pocket third, fourth team, uh, it was a very nice, nice run by the rat, but Wesley Walker again closed. He opens and, a tackle. I mean, that's tough. You got man coverage way back to recognize it, come up, then make the actual tackle. Like that was impressive by Wesley. He, when you're watching on TV, I mean, he was like bang, like you don't see him, and then you see him, and it's like tackle, hold the fist up. It's like damn, nice. Like that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Defense. You know, we got we got freshmen, bro. We we got some freshmen. We got some freshmen coming in, and yeah. uh, and and uh, they had a freshman on the offensive line, and, and Tyler Barron. I just have LOL. I said Tyler Barron versus freshman. LOL. It was ridiculous, and they made him step up. Big O has his guy in the pocket, and they trip Rattler. So another sack, and then our freshmen show up big time. Aaron Carter. You know, we just talked about it. You said, "Hey, Reed, I felt like I could notice him being a freshman." This was a veteran play. He's got three offensive linemen in front of him. He doesn't get caught watching ball. He's got his eyes on his key, which is the running back, shoots through it, makes a tackle, and I love how hyped up he gets. I mean, mm -hmm. you can almost tell sometimes when they're a freshman in the game because they're so excited to make a play. Like, they almost celebrate, like, everything because they're just so excited to be there. Like, T. Lander made a tackle eight yards downfield, which, by the way, was a good tackle, and he's, like, flexing on Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I loved having the freshman linebackers in there. I thought they played really well. And like, I love how T Lander, did, like he goes in there, right? Like he's not afraid to put his, his head in that, in that pile. And like, there's not an offensive lineman who's going to make it up to him and try and block him without him hitting him first. Yeah. Like T Lander's going to hit you first every time. We'll get there. We'll, I got, I, yes, he did that. And I, we'll get yeah. there. Aaron Carr sniffs it out, which leads to the pick. Um, give credit to James Pierce, how insanely fast he got up the ball, made Rattler step up, let the ball go. How dumb are you, Shane Beamer? How dumb are you? It's a seven-point game. There's 54 seconds before half. It is third and 22 because it was third and 17. Yeah. Then you get a penalty. What are you doing? What are you doing? Go in. I don't want to say, oh, I have faith. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to go win the game. Like, there's times in that when that, not when you're backed up and it's third and 22. You're not going to get a third and 22. It's no. just not It's just not going to happen. And also, like, Buddy ran a five-yard hitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What was that? That's the play call? 
Exactly. Might as well just run it. Right. If you're going to throw it, like throw a seam, throw a deep shot. Like, by the way, they didn't throw hardly any deep shots, and maybe that was because they knew they didn't have time to, but I really thought they would at least try to force a couple. Even if they did like a play action eight-man protection with only a two-man round, I thought they would try to test our DBs deep. They didn't because they were so successful on it last year. Hmm. But third and 22, and you do that. That is coaching malpractice. And that looked like an easy pick. I can promise you when they replayed it on TV, oh, as a DB – who has tried to make that, or even as a receiver who's tried to make the catch, you do not understand how difficult it is when someone is right in front of you going up because then you lose track of the ball. What is when you're taught when you're like three years old, six years old, and you're playing golf, you're playing football, you're playing baseball, keep your eyes on the ball. Well, that going up here, and it didn't really tip. So it wasn't like Kamal got to catch on a tip. That was such an impressive catch. And he mm -hmm. made the play. It looked like in the stadium, oh, it was thrown right to him. Yeah, you got to make that play. Like, no, I've seen a lot worse drops by a lot worse DBs. Hell, I've seen a couple of them in the NFL recently that it was a walk-in touchdown. So great job by Kamal. And that is a – it's just a difficult catch to make. It really is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. When I watched it, I was like, dude, it, it's – you have no idea where the ball's going to go, and it's 10 feet in front of you. Like, that's pretty much what it is. When it's right next to his hands, you don't know how it's going to hit, if it's going to hit his hands, and if it does, which direction it's going. Is it going to drop? Is it going to pop up? Like, it is the worst. And then if it doesn't touch his hands, it gets to you faster. Right. And you're like, oh. You're right, yeah. Yeah. There's been plenty of balls, whether I was on offense or defense, that I've dropped because you – you run and you make that break and then you see him go up. So you kind of stop like, hey, well, I'm going to get this bounce. And then and it goes right through him and you're like, oh, dang it, keep running. Or then you run through it and it pops up and you can't stop your momentum in time. So just just great catch by him. Uh, yeah. And I love that, you know, we it was I didn't get to see what Danico did. I saw it in the stands and it looked like him and Rattler were talking. I didn't see exactly what he did, but – you know, Turbyville puts it out of bounds. It was a pretty darn good boot distance-wise, but it goes out of bounds, and it's like, okay, Shane Beamer thinks he's going to go for it again. And it's like Dominic, Be you know, Dominic Beasley and James Pierce just get a sack, and then you know, it's just like they have one more play after that, but it's it's nothing really. Yeah. And, and okay, I've got uh, two more plays of defense here, or two more like two more pages. I'm going to talk quick. Yeah. Um, that long run that they scored. That was a bummer. And let me say this, too. I never really, after Kamal's pick and after how we came out of halftime on offense, I, I was never really – I honestly was never really worried about losing the game. Even when they were leading. You and I were talking about that as we walked to meet my mom. I was never really worried. And when it they felt broke, like we were in control. The whole time. whole time. Yeah. And even when they broke that long run, I was just kind of annoyed. I was like, I hate that for stats-wise for our team – you know, because our defense has played a well of a game. I hate that for the stats. I mean, it kind of killed momentum in the stadium. But it never was like, uh-oh, here comes South Carolina. Like, they're going to yeah. come back. I never felt that. I watched it. I want to know your opinion. I don't really think it was necessarily anything bad that we did. It wasn't abysmal eyes. It wasn't like we were so out of the pocket. I just thought it was great blocking on their Yeah, I, I thought it was really good blocking. I thought they set it up well. Um I, I think I think there could have been a little bit better just like gap integrity by guys, just like fitting where you're supposed to. Um, 
I think Elijah can learn a little bit from T Lander on how to take on an offensive lineman. Uh, a lot of times I feel like he just waits and sits there and like waits for in a block. Like that is not what you need to do. That is a prized possession to me. Just sit there. Don't move. Cause as an offensive lineman, you're going up to block somebody who's faster than you, who's quicker than you. It's like, Oh shit. I don't know how, which way he's going to move. I got to kind of break down and block him whatever way. If you just stand there, you're making my job easy. Like right. hit the offensive lineman before he hits you. Take a side of him. Like try and fight across his face. Make it to where you can kind of set it up where he's in one gap, you're in another. Like do something. Don't let him come into you, though. And I think yeah. Elijah's done that a lot this year. I think it has to be a coaching point moving forward. Use your hands, man. Punch you, in first. Or use, or use your quickness. One of my favorite players for the Titans the past couple of years was David Long. I swear the guy's probably 5'9", five, 5'10", five, like a 215 pounds. I mean, he has to be one of the yeah. smallest linebackers I've ever seen. But he was so, so good for the Titans because he wouldn't even let a guy get his hands on him. He'd just cut underneath him and, and go right by him and make a tackle on the backfield. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's how you play, I mean, that's how you play. I mean, no one's going to call you a – a chicken or no one's going to call you, you know, the P word or whatever. It's like, bro, if you make the tackle, nobody cares. Like we're not, exactly. we, don't, we don't think you're dodging contact. Okay. Another one. This is a good note, right? Kyler Omar un, again. Amazing. I'll remember what play that is. <laughs> I, I love, it doesn't matter what play it was. It was just, he was being amazing. And I'm not saying like, Oh, pretty good play. Like it was an amazing play where he dumps, body, gets it and then gets up and does his little, like whatever. Okay. This, this is just a, a, um, an outline of how you play defense. They get a nice run. T Lander pursues it, gets a tackle. Literally eight yards downfield. He gets excited because he, he brought the wood a little bit, but it's second too. Most people are thinking, hey, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna get a first down, then we'll reset. Exactly. T Lander pursues it, and then it's second and two. Uh Tyler Barron, Elijah, Big O, uh, Roman, Tank, Aaron Carter. All of them play it well. They all force it. They all do a great job. Third and one. You don't block Tyler Barron because they want to do like a read option. He makes a tackle. Elijah gets a nice stone wall. And then T Lander, this is the one that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. T Lander comes from about five, six yards and he rocks the guard. And the <laughs> only reason that that guard did not go on his butt is because he's got about 60, 70 pounds on T Lander. But yeah. T Lander literally sent him back when he was like back. He didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't. Sometimes you, you big fatties will rock you. We'll rock in your head. will jump back, but you'll still be able to get your hands on us. Yeah. No, this guy got shot, like rocked back, and T. Lander didn't even have to disengage. And then he's there to help Tyler Barron, and then Aaron Carter comes and presses it. And then it's and then it's fourth and one. So we've gone from a second and and two to now it's a fourth and one with basically it's a huge play in the game, and we eat that son of a gun up. I mean, you yeah. got Elijah. And Amari Thomas getting that push. Roman Harrison shoots it. T. Lander, Aaron Carter goes slightly over the top. And it was like, for me, it was like, that's pretty much almost the game. And and that's why you play every down because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, just incredible performance by this defense when you when you see that kind of stuff. And, you know, in the game, uh, we talked about, like, Omar knocks himself out on that one play. 
Um, and Tamarian, like, he literally almost had a pick on, like, a really long third down. It hit him in the hands and just bounced out, and they got a first. But every other thing besides that, this defense was all over it. Like, they literally scored – their first touchdown because of an interception by Joe just put them in a horrible position. They scored their next touchdown because of one run on, on offense. And you take that away. They had three field goals. Like this defense played great. Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, which everybody's getting rowdy about the play that Bryson Eason made on the almost safety was another unbelievable play. I mean, it, it literally was, Holy crap. Did you see Omar number line? Holy crap. Did you just see Bryson Eason? Holy crap. <laughs> You've just seen James Pierce. I mean, multiple times. And Jordan Thomas comes in, and I, I had not noticed him before this, but he comes in, and he comes like a freaking rocket. And I can promise you he is a good-sized guy for a defensive back because we've seen him up close. And he comes in, and I know that had to hurt. How I mean, because he hit that guy so hard, but that guy had just gotten hit by uh, Bryson Eason. Yeah. So he comes in and, and absolutely rocks, buddy. And then Joshua Joseph. He gets in, he gets his 19-inch long arms just swinging around. He hits Buddy with the inside move, gets back there, almost forces a safety. And then it's it's just like, you know, it was like you said, it was a great defensive effort. And I wanted to shout out Jordan Thomas because I've always liked him and I've liked his physicality and size. Um, but it's just I wanted to shout him out because it's like I had not noticed him in the game. And the minute the minute he comes in the game, he's making an impact play. And that just shows what a team win looks like, where there's multiple guys mm-hmm. doing what they're supposed to do and and absolutely having a great performance as a whole, as a whole team. Because this really was an absolute team win. Bye week, get healthy, rest up. What do you have? Have to, yeah. I mean, going into the bye week, like we're we're, you know, five and one, right? Or four and one. So we got the one loss. If we hold our destiny in our hands, we we got to win out, which looking at it, looking at what I've seen on tape from our team, the good things, if those good things are more consistent, then we can beat every team that we're playing, right? There's not like the Georgia of last year or the year before where you look at it and you're like, dude, there's, I mean, you're not touching them. The defense is just unbelievable. There's no way that we can win that game. Um, like Georgia lets teams stay in it. They, they let South Carolina stay in it. Uh, you know, they're, they're about to play Kentucky this upcoming week. And that's going to be an interesting one. Like I cannot wait to see that. If somehow Kentucky beats Georgia and the Kentucky game sets up to where we can take away their SEC champ hopes, I'm going to be lapping that up, lapping it up. Well, I, you know, it's up there this year. And I, I still think that this team is going to be a lot different. You know, I think we could be eight, eight and a half at home. Uh, and I'm not talking about points, but I'm talking about if I'm rating this team one out of 10, I think at home we could play eight, eight and a half. And then if we're on the road, I've seen it where we can throw up a four or a five. So I, I need to see it on the road. But anyways, bye week, get healthy. It was great seeing you. Great pod. Love Be you, good. Brother. Brother. All right. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, if you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. 
uh, and leave us a comment. We absolutely love them. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all those listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram, uh, at rbacon26 for read, at Kyler Curbison for myself on all social medias. And like I said before, if you guys are taking pictures with us, post them. We want to see them. Um, thank you guys so much for all your support. Uh, so happy the ball's got a win going into the bye. And uh, as always, go balls. Go balls.